If you have been an entrepreneur for any length of time, you probably have struggled with my least favorite aspect of entrepreneurship, and that is procrastination. And a lot of times you just get stuck, like you don't know what you should do next, you don't know what piece of content to create, and it can really, frankly, suck. And I have found myself there on more than one occasion and even recently. So I thought we would dive into today's episode and talk about three no-fail options to get your mojo restarted, get you moving forward, and get get you reaching towards your goals again. So if you're struggling with procrastination or maybe you're in a high mode and you're not struggling, but you know that you've been there in the past, Tune into this week's episode just to gather some information to put in your arsenal to reference later. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Hey there, I'm Elisa Connor, ex-corporate marketer turned entrepreneur. And along the way, I made all the mistakes just so you don't have to. Chances are you have a pretty full career. You've got experience, expertise, and probably a whole lot of education. The problem is, people can't find you. This is why each week on the Second Act Entrepreneur Show, we feature expert education, marketing insights, and mindset shifts that are going to help you create a profitable business so you can secure your legacy, ensuring that you thrive not only in your first career, but also your second act. Welcome to the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. One of the things I hear most often from clients and um, people that become before they become clients is, I just don't have time to email. I don't have time to email my list every single week. I don't know what to put in the emails. I stare at my computer and it's just looking at a blank screen. I don't know what to put in the email. I'm not creative. I don't know how to write very well. All of these things can be answered with my brand new resource called 365 Email Prompts. This was created with you in mind. Those people who struggle with what to write, don't know how to show up in the inbox, and really don't know what to say to keep the relationship building going. These were written with you in mind. Every month is a new category. And within every category are 30 to 31 prompts for you to choose from. And there's even checkboxes next to the prompts so you know the ones that you've used. Now, does it mean you have to send an email every single day? Absolutely not. That would be, <laughs> that would be really, really difficult even for the pros that are in the email marketing world. But what it does give you is the opportunity to jump between months to mix up your email marketing so that you can have a new topic idea, a new way to get in front of your audience, a new way to start a conversation. And because the prompts are uh, created by month, you could take the whole month of January and do that month for the next however many days you decided to send out an email. So if it was once a week, well, you would have 30 weeks worth of emails just with that one month. And so this email prompt guide resource um, could ultimately give you multiple years worth of email topics if you only emailed once a week. Now, if you decided to up it and go twice a week, obviously you, you would go through those prompts a little bit quicker, but the prompts are there for you to reuse again. So it's limitless what you can do with this email prompt resource. You can find your copy over at alisaconnor.com forward slash email prompts. If you're ready to take charge 
of your email marketing, stop staring at a blank screen and finally be consistent with your email marketing, go get yourself a copy, alisaconnor.com forward slash email prompts. And I will see you in the inbox. I don't know about you, but this time of year is really a struggle on some days to get things going. And I've attributed it to the sun is not coming up as early in the morning. And um, my kids tell me that I'm super powered or solar powered because I just don't function well when the sun's not up. I don't know about you. Maybe it was meant to be a farmer (laughs) because I got to have the sun. But those early mornings when the sun isn't up yet, um, it is rough going and it just can be really easy to jump into procrastination and not really getting moving and not getting things going in your business. And so I've had to um, come up with some ways to get re-energized, get re-motivated, and really get focused on on meeting my goals, not only for the rest of this quarter, because we still have a month left in Q3, but also into next quarter and then next year. So one of the things that I have found um, that will specifically get me on track, and I have found this as an entrepreneur, and I don't think people talk about this very much, but at the beginning of the year, you're all excited and you set your goals and you have all these plans and you're really pumped up to get ready and get going. And then about June, a, a slump hits because it's summer and it's nice out and everybody wants to be outside and there's barbecues and vacations and the kids are out. And it's really hard to focus. And so we often will set really big expectations at the beginning of the year without necessarily taking into consideration not only the slumps in our business, because everybody will have slumps depending on what you do, but also the slumps in our energy. And if we don't take a look at that and give ourselves some perspective to slow down and just really think about, okay, is this really where I want to be focused right now? Or do I want to be, you know, giving myself a little bit of slack and allowing myself to just go with the flow? So story time. Um, Every summer, (laughs) every summer, even though I know that I shouldn't do this, I still do it. I get so stressed out because I know my kids are going to be home and that schedules are going to be wonky. And I'm just like, oh, and I, you know, I've got goals I want to make. And um, I just am really stressed during the summer. And then I'm like, I also have the additional pressure of like, okay, I really want to be able to spend time with my kids too, especially as they get older and that time becomes a little less frequent. They're working and they're, you know, they've got their other activities. I want to hang out with friends. And so the summer, at the beginning of the summer, I was like, oh, it's going to be different this year. And so now it's August and my kids are back in school and I'm here to report it was not different. I was still stressed out the entire summer and I wish I had better news for you, but I'm keeping it real. Um, And I was, I was stressed out and I was worried and I was trying to cram too many things and then I was tired. And um, so one of the things that I have currently decided and that I'm doing in my business is reevaluating my goals at mid-year. And I'm running a little behind because I totally just biffed, biff caked it on, you know, the, the summer of the, the summer of fun, which turned out to not be the summer of fun. 
um, <laughs> because I was stressed about work and money and all the things that happened as a business owner. And so I decided, okay, that's enough of that. Like I'm the boss here, I'm in charge and you're the boss and you're in charge of your business. So why do we hold ourselves to these goals that like someone else is holding a carrot in front of us? And so one of the things that I I wanted to mention to you that I have found helpful is to reevaluate, number one, what are my goals? And are they still at the same place that they were in January? Because a lot of times things will shift, like you may have a new offer that has come up or um, you may be reaching out to your audience and new information comes your way. And so you're like, oh, well, I really want to shift this. And so rather than holding yourself accountable to these goals that you set in January, because, you know, we, we often look at them like they're written in stone. We can't undo them. Well, relax. We can because we're it's our business. We're entrepreneurs. And that's one of the luxuries of owning your own business is you can change your mind. And so as I'm revamping my goals and I'm rethinking about, okay, what do I want to do for the rest of the year? And even the beginning of next year, it's re-energizing me. It's letting me think about things in a different way. It's letting me examine like, what are things that people have asked about? What are things that people really need? And I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes that comes very naturally to us, but sometimes we get, we let the work get in the way. And so I would rather have you just do these check-ins with yourself because there's nobody out there that's going to hold you accountable unless you hire a coach of some sort and they're going to hold your feet to the fire. But even then, you may be working on a really specific piece of your business and not your business overall. So when you're looking at your goals, just take a, a quick gander and say, okay, here it is, for example, almost September 1st, where have I come this year without any judgment, without any blame, without any guilt? And where is it I want to be by the end of the year? Now, what were my goals at the beginning of the year? And what did I do? And what did I not do to get those goals moving? What was in my control? What was out of my control? Because that's something we often don't consider is we don't have control of everything. We don't have control of the economy. We don't have control over For example, COVID, shutting everything down. We don't have control over, you know, somebody getting sick. We don't have control over a lot of things. And so there may be things outside of your business that have kept you from meeting those goals. And if you're anything like me as an entrepreneur, you're like, oh, you're really hard on yourself without taking into consideration that not everything that happens is going to be in alignment with where you want to go. With that in mind, um, one of my favorite sayings that I have actually shared a lot this year, because I feel like there's a lot of people that are in this same boat, which is one of the reasons I wanted to create this episode, is that we get in a hurry to make our business work. And one of the quotes I shared with a friend, and I, I heard it, I've heard it many times, and perhaps you've heard it too, but it's, what is meant for you will not pass you by. And I just think that's so powerful. I actually put it on my bathroom mirror because I think sometimes we get in a hurry, like our success isn't coming fast enough. Our um, goals aren't, we're not reaching our goals as fast as we want. And in reality, that which is meant for us, the lessons, the success, the clients, the people that we're supposed to meet, 
if we are supposed to meet them and they are supposed to cross our path and those goals are supposed to come true fruition, fruition for us, it's inevitably going to happen. Our success is inevitable, but the universe, God, however you believe, it's on that timeline, not yours. And so yes, put in the action. Yes, do the work. Yes, show up every day and do your best, but just know that what is meant for you is meant for you. It's not meant for someone else and that you will get there when you get there. And I think just taking that pressure off because yes, you should set goals. And you know, in a marketing world, you not only should have business goals, you should have um, thought I was going to see you should have marketing goals and business goals, but with flexibility, like allow yourself to be flexible. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the many years that I've been running my own business is the more flexibility you provide to yourself, the less anxious you become if things aren't going the way you want them to. And I think um, reflecting on that and just knowing that is is going to help me as the holiday season comes across because that's another time of my business where things slow down um, and just really being in the moment and enjoying time with family and enjoying time with uh, friends and enjoying time with my kids and just knowing like I can still do a lot of work between now and then and even have things going on during that time, but not to stress out if things aren't working out exactly as the plan. Like step one is this, step two is this, step three is this, because the world doesn't always work that way. So that is my tip number one, which is just, yes, make plans, but also be open to serendipity. And also know that what is meant for you is meant for you and that it will happen eventually. It just may not be on the timeline you've set in your own mind. So another tip I have for when you just can't get your mojo going, and I I labeled this as procrastination, and a lot of times it emanates as procrastination because we've let it kind of fester for a while. But it's not always the first symptom that we think of as procrastination because nobody wants to think, oh, I'm procrastinating. And a lot of times we're doing a lot of work and not doing the right things. And that is keeping us from getting to where we want to go because we're not doing the right things in our business to help it grow. And so it's very easy to fill your day with tasks and with to do's and things that you get done. But if those aren't generating new clients and they're not generating Um, revenue in your business, then you have to take a really good hard look at, okay, what are the things that I actually need to be doing that are going to drive revenue and are going to drive new clients coming through the door? And sometimes, in fact, most times, those activities are things we don't want to do or that we're afraid to do. And so taking a really good look at the things that you're avoiding is another tip in the procrastination, lack of a better term, um, mode. Like what are the things that you keep putting off or that have forever been on your to-do list and either just taking them off completely because they don't need to be done or 
really diving in and making that thing happen because it is going to push a lever on you getting to a financial goal, a um, hiring goal, whatever that goal is in your business. And even if some of those things that need to be done are really hard, um, I just want to encourage you by saying you've already done really hard things. Like being an entrepreneur, I don't care who tells you it's easy and it's just, you know, snappity snap, this and that. Being an entrepreneur is probably one of the hardest things you'll ever do in your life. And if you spend time around people that haven't walked this journey, you will quickly find that they are working a whole lot less than you are and probably um, don't can't relate to what you do. I run into this often in my golf league. I, I think I'm the only person in the golf league that doesn't have a corporate job. So it's very awkward for me when I have to talk about work because I often, because I spend so much time with entrepreneurs, I often talk in a way that is outside the realm of most people. Um, a perfect example is I have a really good friend who I golf with, not only in the league, but outside the league. We've been friends for years and years and years. Our kids started kindergarten together and now our kids are all seniors. And she said to me the other day, she's like, yeah, we went on a college trip and I just found out about podcasts. And I looked at her and I was like, are you serious? Like you just found out about podcasts? And it occurred to me like, most entrepreneurs do not think the way the rest of the world thinks. Like I've had a podcast for five years, not, I just, just wandered across podcasts. Now in 2022, I'm like, where have you been? <laughs> so it's just, it's comical to me. And it's, of course, it's not everyone, but there are reminders out there that most um, entrepreneurs have taken on a lot of, initiative, ambition, uh, extra work, self work, and things that take up energy, they take up space, they take up time. And we don't always give ourselves credit for taking on those things. And um, I, I also along the way this week, I've, I've had all these very interesting um, I don't know, facts, statistics come across my, my, mind, my mind's eye in different ways. And one of the things, it was just astonishing to me that it was something like 70% of people, adults, have not read or finished a book past high school ever. And something like 85% of adults have not read or completed a book in the last year. And I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know who, who are these people? Like, because I, if you are like me, we are constantly learning, constantly reading because we want to better ourselves so that we can grow our business. And so when you're thinking about procrastination and you're like beating yourself up because you think you should be further along and you should be doing better and blah, 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 all the things you say to yourself, one, pat yourself on the back because you've come a long way, baby. And most people won't take on this challenge or stick with it. So if you've been in this for over a year, between a year and three years, you're just getting started. Like there, 
there are the veterans, the old veterans out there who have been doing this entrepreneur gig for a long damn time. And we still have goals we haven't met. We still have goals that we um, struggle to get to. And it's not all cake and ice cream. Like I wish I could tell you it was. And so giving yourself credit where credit is due, even if that's just, I'm showing up every single day, I'm doing the work, I'm taking the steps I can take, that in itself will get you closer. And if that means reading a book a month on your downtime while you're, even if it's audiobooks, like I do a lot of reading on audio because, um, you know, if I'm out taking a walk, I want to take um, advantage of that time or if I'm in the car or whatever it is, I might as well fill that space with something that's filling my brain. And so any time that you have in between there that you feel like you could be learning something new or learning a way to perfect your efficiency in your field or get better than your competitors or whatever it might be, fill that space with knowledge, with, uh, an online um, course or online podcasts, or there's free summits up the yin yang. Like there's a ton of ways you could get access to information that you can, rather than just listening to gibberish or watching the news or listening to the news on the radio and filling your brain with things that aren't going to help you. You could instead um, take that time and that energy to focus on your business and focus on getting to your goals. And so um, my second tip is, it was a little long-winded, but to take stock of where you are and how long, you know, how much work you've had to do to get where you are. So you're not like beating yourself up all the time. And then last but not least, this is going to sound a little counterintuitive, but sometimes you just need to take a break. And most entrepreneurs will not (laughs) go on vacation, take a break give themselves even a weekend off because they think they got to grind and hustle and that's the only way they're going to get to where they're going. But if you're exhausted and you're worn out and you don't have the mental capacity or the energy to keep going, at some point your body's going to be like F you and it will shut down. So if you don't give yourself the time to relax and the time to just check out for a bit and do something that's different than your business, you will be forced to do that. And COVID is a perfect example of that. Like I know so many people recently that are getting COVID and I look at the way they are living their life and they're just like full throttle all the time. And I was thinking your car can't even sustain that. Like, why would you make your body do that? And I don't, I don't care how well you eat, how much you exercise, all of those things, you can still put yourself in danger if you don't take time to rest, recharge, and reset. And so however that looks for you, I want to encourage you to do that. Maybe that's long walks. Maybe that's uh, going to the movies with your kids, with your family. Maybe that's for me, it's getting out and doing something creative. Like I love to do um, creative projects, whether it's stamping or making handmade cards or just somehow using that creative energy and what's most interesting is the most, the, the more time I spend doing that, the more creative I get in my business. And so I want to encourage you to step outside of your business, take, you know, 
your emails and shut them off, take your computer and shut it off, take your phone and put a message that says you're not available, whatever it, it needs to happen in your world. And just know that even if it's for two days, the world will not stop. It's going to keep rolling. And at the end of the day, you became an entrepreneur so you could have freedom. Freedom from other people telling you when to show up, when to be at your desk, when to do this, that, and the other. And so there's a balance there between still doing the work, but also enjoying some of that freedom. And I think there's a lot um, of people that jump into owning their own business that do it so they can have freedom and help people. But the freedom part goes to the back burner. And then they procrastinate because they're burned out and they don't want to identify or they don't want to reconcile that within themselves that they're burned out because they just need to keep going and hustle and grind. And that's what everybody says. And you'll get success if you do that. But you can only do it for so long before something else will make sure you rest. And I want you to avoid that. I want you to be able to take rest and really step away from everything. Even if you can't afford to do it for an entire week, step away. Do not check your email. Do not log on to your, you know, whatever it is you need, think you need to do social media, your client calls, whatever. And just set aside some time that you can recharge because if you don't set it aside, no one else is going to give you permission to do that. And that really is the whole premise for the most part about why people become entrepreneurs, like they want that freedom, but then they end up not giving it to themselves. So that is tip number three is give yourself some time to kick back, recharge, unplug and reset so that you can attack things again um, with vigor and excitement and enthusiasm and reaching those goals. So that is what I have for you today. Just three quick tips. One is to reevaluate your goals, make sure that they're in alignment with where you are and where your business is at the moment. Two is to practice self-kindness. Go give yourself a high five in the mirror. You will be amazed at what happens when you show yourself a little bit of self-love and compassion. And number three is to take time to recharge and to reset and reignite the passion and creativity without being plugged into your business. So I so much appreciate you being here this week. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to share it with a friend. Perhaps you know somebody that's on the verge of burnout and the verge of ready to the tipping point of oh boy, oh boy. And they could take uh, some lessons from this episode, share it with them, and they will thank you later. In the meantime, I will see you next week. I've got some other uh, interviews coming up, some great interviews that I'm super excited to share with you and more episodes coming your way. So in the meantime, take care, stay safe and be well, and I will see you soon. Did you miss something during the podcast? Maybe forgot to take notes? No worries. We've taken all the notes for you. All the resources, links, and information in this episode, you can find over at alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. That's A-L-I-S-A-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash podcast.